Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 581 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show, we'll be talking to singer, songwriter Chris Eaton about his work, the people that he's written for, which includes Sir Cliff Richard. Also on the music front, we have Dave Hemingway of the House Martins, the Beautiful South, and now founder of the Sunbirds. We'll be hearing from them. We'll also talk music with Sue Cressman. She's got a fantastic single, Survive, which tells of some of the difficult times in her life but she's also surrounded by some great things too, so we'll be chatting all about that one. Diana Walton lets us know about what's going on at the Three Counties Showground as they start to reopen. We'll hear from Josh Griffiths about his film work and the script he's been working on during lockdown. Plus, we'll be hearing about the Brood Music Festival too as Angus Parker lets us know about the rearranged dates for 2021 and the bands that will be appearing. That's all on the way on the show today. The usual shows at the Three Counties Showgrounds in the early part of this year have unfortunately been postponed due to the coronavirus crisis. However, they are on their way back, safe and socially distanced. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Diana Walton. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm very well. and I hope we find you well enjoying the great outdoors down there in Malvern. Yes, it's absolutely brilliant to be back on the showground. It's been quite a year, but we've got an exciting programme of new events ahead of us now. So it's uh, full steam ahead. Yeah, because you haven't really been able to do uh, anything at all for several months. I, I know that uh, as we speak at the minute, there's an antiques fair taking place. And uh, the fact you've got such brilliant outdoor facilities means that you can accommodate people safely in a good open air environment. So uh, you've got masses going for you down there. But you're also starting to bring back in other events now too. Yes, absolutely. We've worked all summer to make sure that the showground is COVID safe. And we've been working hard with the Worcestershire Regulatory Services. We've been awarded the Visit England accreditation. So we're delighted that we're good to go, according to them. Mm -hmm. And we started our new events just two weekends ago with an open showground day, which was fantastically supported. And it's really wonderful to get the goodwill of people wanting us to get back going again. Um, following that, on the 22nd of August is our next event, and that's going to be our food and drink feast. So, again, something which people won't have been able to do uh, of late, this sort of you know, gathering in this way. So, so how do you work it? Is, is a lot of it outdoors, under tarpaulin, or how does it come together? No, we're really, really making sure everything is outside, and that's, think, we think that gives everybody confidence. We've got acres of space here. We're set in a beautiful surroundings. There's 100 acres here to, to roam around. So we've got lots of space to spread out all of our trade stands and our features and all our toilets have been modified, so we really are good to go. Yeah, because I mean, we're used to heading down there from Wolverhampton uh, because I mean, so many of our local uh, businesses who uh, do things up here at the, uh, the, the uh, HS Spring and Autumn shows. Also, when you have the, the Three Counties show on down there, there are plenty of people from Wolverhampton and the Black Country who uh, are there as part of the trade stands. And, you know, it, it, we're all part of really a, a big part of the Garden of England and uh, with your three counties all bordering onto uh, Warwickshire and Staffordshire where, uh, you know, we have, have been historically before the West Midlands conurbation came into existence. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a lot that we share and, uh, you know, 
know, it, it's it's great that when we can come down there and and, and see it all in in one place. So you know, you're almost a second home for us. Well, thank you. Yes. And with the food and drink feast, we're really excited to be welcoming traders from the West Midlands. I know for a fact that we've got Halfpenny Green Vineyards um, who are coming to, to exhibit. We've got the um, Fluffle Food Heat Heaven from Bromsgrove and the Bare Bones Pizza from Hales Owen. So these people have, have always supported us and we're just so excited to be able to get some events back on the road and, and help them get going again too. Yeah, I mean, it, it is uh, important that we do start again thinking about uh, enjoying some of our local produce and making sure that uh, it, even though we, we may have been doing things more locally due to lockdown, we, we, you know, we need to make sure we're picking up on, the, on those trades, who a lot of whom have actually gone online, and this is a, one of the first chances we'll get to see and try before we buy. So uh, this is going to be a, a great way, and particularly as I know, I hate to say it, but we are thinking towards Christmas and the treats that we're going to want then. So this is a brilliant way of, of, of sampling some delights. Absolutely. And I think one of the things that lockdown did do for us all is make us appreciate our local suppliers and the provenance of our food. We've all been so thankful to be able to go out to our local shops, our local farm shops, and, and they've done well. And, and, and let's hope they keep supporting. We all keep supporting them. And this is our way of supporting them by um, introducing some events and getting on with it. OK, so what else have you got planned, uh, or at least that you're working on, you can tell us about? Uh, so we have a plant and garden fair taking place the weekend of the 12th and 13th of September, two-day event. Um, and that will be an opportunity for all the top nurseries in the UK to come here um, and a wonderful shopping opportunity. And we've loved our gardens, haven't we, this mm -hmm. year? So to be able to start planning for next year's spring growth is exciting. Uh, we've also got our caravan show taking place in October and we're just working on another new event I can't tell you about at the moment for October. So there's lots of plans in the pipeline. But I mean, the important thing is uh, keep checking the Three Counties website, see what's going on there. There's always links to get tickets if they're not available directly from yourselves. And of course, we'll be looking forward to 2021 and uh, hopefully, fingers crossed, uh, the worst of all this will be passed and we can start to enjoy some of the bigger events like the Three Counties show that uh, you play host to each year. Absolutely. I really would um, um, suggest everyone has a quick look at our website. It's threecounties.co.uk. Um, we've got some wonderful day outs and we really wa want people to come and enjoy the space we have and our absolutely amazing surroundings. Well, yeah, I mean, it's convenient, easy parking. There's plenty of uh, accessibility for anybody who needs to park a bit closer to. And uh, it is a, a great day. And just coming in through Malvern and the, and the beautiful scenery there. And in fact, as you know, we chat, I can see behind you the Malvern Hills looking absolutely fantastic. And uh, this is all a backdrop to, uh, say, a, a relaxed, enjoyable atmosphere and a great sight, which is just an absolute joy to, to make your way around. I'm hoping to be down there and join you very soon. Give us that web address again. Uh, where we can find out more details and the full details for the uh, the food feast. Thank you. Yes, it's threecounties.co.uk. And because like a lot of other things, it is advanced booking for our events. So we do suggest you get on there. The food and drink feast takes place on the Saturday, the 22nd of August from 10 till 6 p.m. And tickets are just £5 per person and children under 16 come free. So I think it is a good value day out. Absolutely. And of course, all that includes parking. Absolutely. Free parking loads of space we've got children's um, activities taking place we've got some live music and we've got demonstrations from some of the local chefs too and it's i think your chance to to have a little bit of a blowout in the outdoors enjoy the the food the drink and the, uh, the the communal atmosphere that you'll have down there but in a safe way because you know you can socially distance well due to the size of the site 
Absolutely. People love Malvern and my goodness, it's been so heartwarming to get the goodwill of people who just want to see a little bit of normality. I know there's a lot going on in the world and it's been a very, very difficult year, but there's a ray of hope and we're really excited as a team here at Malvern to welcome you all back. Well, Diana Walton, Head of Shows at the Three Counties Showground, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Dave Hemingway was the pretty one in the House Martins. He was the one of the House <laughs> Martins you hadn't probably realised was in the beautiful South. And he's now one of the founding members of Sunbirds and joins me now for a chat. Hello, sir. Hello. Uh, not so sure about the pretty, but... Okay. Oh, come on. You, you haven't got much competition, to be honest. Anyway, I'm not going to be like that. No, it's good fun. It's some great music. And your sound has been probably the soundtrack of most of my life because, what is it, the early 80s, the House Martins got together. By 86, we were all bopping along to happy hour. And in between times, there's just been some absolutely fantastic music that's come out of teams you've worked with. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, we uh, yeah we did some... Good stuff, really, with uh, House Martins initially, and then Beautiful South. So, uh, And the Beautiful yeah. South, there were so many of you, I think. I mean, that's one of the reasons. Uh, if someone didn't know you were in the Beautiful South, that's because the stage was so crowded with everybody. And it was uh, uh, yeah, a, a big band, a big band sound. And that's something which I think has carried over a little bit into Sunbirds. Uh, yeah, well, well, hopefully we've got a big sound, but there's only four of us. Yeah. So, but, um, you know... Um, yeah, on the record, uh, obviously we've got a few more musicians on there, but um, uh, yeah, uh, we haven't done any sort of live stuff yet, and obviously we can't because of the uh, current situation, but uh, um, yeah, maybe on stage we'll be uh, a bit bigger than uh, the four of us. We, you've got plenty of friends to in, invite along, and uh, I, I know that uh, yeah, the legacy of the Beautiful South has been uh, some some amazing music. But I mean, this is something new as well, isn't it? I mean, the the sound that you've got here, uh, it, it's it, it's got these other bits to it to, to the, the sound that we probably hadn't necessarily expected. Yeah, uh, well, I like to think so. I like to think that um, we've uh, explored other areas, you know, music-wise, and. Um, We've got different sort of uh, various musical um, diversity mm. on there, uh, going from like maybe you know country and western to pop to uh, what used to be called uh, new wave. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what it, I don't know what it's called now. It's probably got but, a new um, name, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe it has, yeah. But um, so yeah, we, we've tried to explore different areas on this on this uh, album, and uh, we're really uh, pleased with it. Actually, well, so. I've had a little dip through the the sampler so far, and I have got a copy of the album, so I will be asking you to select a song for me in a short while's time to play. But it's titled "Cool to Be Kind," and it's released in October. So, I mean, the, the anticipation, and excitement in that—it must be good because whenever you're creating new music, wherever you are in your career, it's still got that buzz about it. I don't think that ever goes away, does it? No, it certainly doesn't. Um, you know, when you uh, go in the create a, you know, a song you know and you, you get it out there and you want it on the radio and you want people to hear it and um, yeah that excitement never goes away you're right and um, it's the same now um, we want this song songs to be heard you know and uh, want people to to have a listen and um, hopefully get it out there and yeah it's still as you say it's exciting as when you're 
yeah, when you first get a, a song on the radio, you know, it's uh, it's great. And so tell us about your main three other collaborators on this one. Uh, Phil Barton is uh, the main songwriter. Uh, he's on guitar and um, he wrote a lot of the songs that we uh, sort of started demoing a while a while ago, actually, about two years ago, to be honest. We've got um, Laura uh, Wilcoxon on uh, violin and vocals and Mark Parnell on drums. We've sort of got together after all this time to finally get the uh, finished article with the uh, record as it is now, sort of thing. Well, I so say it's uh, an album that is going to uh, impress. The the track you're going to take from it, what do you want to hear? And uh, I, I know you've heard them all before, but for, which one do you want me to share with the, with the audience now? Well, the first one we uh, sort of want people to listen to is uh, called Meet You on the North Side. Uh, and it's a song about... Uh, Hull, actually, where I uh, grew up, where I was born and grew up in. It's a bit of like a, of a love song to Hull, really. Uh, about in the in the sixties and seventies when I grew up, it was a big um, had a big fishing industry, and uh, it was uh, yeah, it's a bit of a homage to that about all the streets used to run down and uh, um, yeah. Well, how do you so, think things have moved on music? Because obviously uh, London Nil Hall 4, I forgot that the right way around, uh, the album by the House Martins back in the day, and you were very much it's emerging from a scene in what must have been, what, your mid-twenties around then? And how does it compare now to, I think you're approaching 60, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, thanks for uh, Sorry, no, that one up. You're still 20 <laughs> in my mind, OK? Yeah, I'm still 20 in my mind as well. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, things have changed, obviously, the way things are um, approached these days, music-wise, and um, uh, it's, it's a bit different. But, uh, yeah, it was it was good to have my younger years in, in those days when uh, um, you could go to a shop and, and buy, buy records and buy uh, CDs and stuff. It's all actually different now uh, where you, uh, you go and get um songs on the uh, online and everything but uh um yeah it, I, I think i was uh i preferred it in those days to be honest mm-hmm. uh the way things were uh but um and I would say that as an old man. Wouldn't I? <laughs> We're not going old man yet. <laughs> Senior for a pop star, but not necessarily in the rest of life. You've got plenty of years before we expect you to stop producing music. I know that much. So, Meet You on the North Side is the single. We'll take a, a listen to it. You've given us a bit of background. What else do we need to know about the Sunbirds before I let you go? Well, we're a new band and uh, we're doing new songs and uh, we want people to listen to them and... Uh, when all this is over, we want to get out there and uh, do some gigs, basically. And uh, I think a lot of people, uh, full stop, want to would be great to be able to get out there and uh, listen to live music again and go out to uh, to gigs. And we want to be part of that and want to tour on the back of this album and um, play some songs. And uh, let's just hope that uh, it is over soon. All this. Um, thing that we're experiencing at the moment the virus and everything and uh, I'm sure people will look forward to getting out there again and uh, we'll be part of that hopefully 
Yeah, it'd be good to uh, to see you on the road. Sunbirds.co.uk is the website. The single Meet You on the North Side. The album you'll be looking forward to is Cool to Be Kind. That's not out, though, until the 30th of October. We can enjoy Meet You on the North Side now. Dave Hemingway, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much indeed. Songwriter and I think celebrity Christian is one way I need to describe him as well. Chris Eaton is a fantastic fellow, some brilliant work under his belt. Much more to come, and he joins me now for a chat. Hello. 
Hello, Jace, how are you? I'm all right, good to catch up with you. How are you keeping? Yeah, doing really well, keeping our heads above water and, um, yeah, staying busy. What are you working on at the moment? Um, well, in the last, uh, I think since lockdown, really, I've been working quite a lot um, on some worship stuff, actually, for our church mm -hmm. uh, at Life Central in Hales Owen. Um, I'm, a, I'm a very good friend of the pastor there, Leon Edmonds, and uh, every so often Leon sort of um, passes me information of a new theme that he's going to be talking on, and then I write something around that. So, um, yeah, I've been doing a little bit of that over the last few weeks. Uh, I'm also working with um, some friends of mine in Nashville. Unfortunately, if I, if I can't physically be there, at least we can, uh, <laughs> we can do some Zooming. And uh, so I've been working with some new artists, actually, who are being developed over there. One, a guy called Xander Waves, who's a, uh, an amazing uh, sort of kind of Christian, uh, young Christian artist from Miami. He's, he's got dreadlocks and he's, a, he's fantastic. So he's, he's a kind of a beach, beach worship singer, if you like, but he's, he's amazing. And um, I've also been working with Sir Cliff. Well, obviously, uh, Cliff's career is ongoing and will be forever. And uh, I, I mean, you've got number ones that you've written for him, and uh, there's been some uh, amazing stuff there. And uh, you know, it, that that must be uh, an honour and a privilege for both of you, because I mean, you're a premium singer-songwriter, and uh, you know, letting Cliff share some of your songs. I mean, that's quite good of you. I wouldn't quite put it that way, Jason. <laughs> but um, no, I mean, yeah, it's been a real privilege for me, obviously, to uh, work so closely with Cliff throughout the last 30, 40 years, all of my career, you know, has really been outlined by working with Cliff and that's been amazing. And um, even up to the present day, you know, I mean, I, I guess uh, somebody told me the other day that uh, apparently I, I've, I've actually kind of written more songs for Cliff than any other writer, which I find extraordinary. But uh, when I think of the amazing writers who have written hits for him, like Alan Tarney and um, you know, Bruce Welsh and people like this are absolute heroes of mine. And um, But I think, I, I'm sure it's because of the link of our faith, Jason, mm -hmm. has kept us um, having, you know, a mutual appreciation, I suppose, if you like, and focus. Um, I mean, I know that Cliff has been uh, overseas, he's been in Mobiles for most of the lockdown, so I don't think it, it's really, in terms of his own physicality, affected him too much, hopefully. Uh, but I'm literally, his last album, I managed to get three songs on, which was incredible. Um, and then the next, he's, he's working on a new project right now, which is a duet album with Larry Page. Mm -hmm. and, um, and apparently, uh, I think most of the songs, if not all of the actual duets, are well-known songs that, you know, already covers. Um, but he's also got a slot for one original song, and I think he's chosen mine, so I'm very excited about that as well. So it, it keeps us going, and, um, you know, I'm very grateful for, I suppose, my connection, not just to, but also to Amy Grant as well in America. Um, you know, a lot of people say to me, well, how's the music industry going on in the lockdown, you know? And, of course, it's, it's pretty terrible because there's no live People are, are turning to Zoom and, um, you know, whatever they can do mm. online. Uh, but that brings its own pressures, and obviously a lot of bands and artists who rely on BBCs are not, are not getting any of that. So um, it, it just puts a little bit of pressure on, on, on people to, um, if they're not physically performing. Um, I, I feel very blessed that 
I suppose I look back in my career, and even though I've written for loads and loads of different artists, both in the pop world and the Christian world, there are no, you know, it's my long-term relationships that have sustained my career. And I look back and, you know, my the strong relationships with Nashville and particularly Amy Grant and her friends and her mu- musical entourage, um, you know, stands me in good stead now. It's mm. the same as, as Cliff, really. You know, I, I think we were... I think the beautiful thing about music, it's it's so much about relationships, and should be. And, um, you know, I'm, even though we, I might not have hits with some people, or I write songs some days that no one will ever hear, um, it sort of doesn't matter, because I'm writing with someone who perhaps local. Um, and, and we're not necessarily trying to have a hit, you know, we're, we're literally just being creative together to see what comes out. And I, I get the privilege of writing with some amazing musicians and some great people who I you know stay in a relationship with so um, that's one of the things I love about my career that you know it's 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 very rare that I have a a meeting write a song with someone and then never see them again most of the time we stay in contact and, and uh, you know it gives you if you feel like you're part of the one big family yeah. across the world I mean the music community is huge and uh, obviously and that covers all genres and I have to admit you're talking about Amy Grant I love your Christmas EP with her that was absolutely fantastic and it's just getting the, oh. the, the, the feel of music across and uh, you know I, I think that that has happened in so much of your work I mean have you got a favorite piece that you've done for either yourself or another artist that you really is the one that you're most happy with Gosh, I mean, I've got loads, and I always sort of reinvent that. that that's, a, that's a question I'm asked quite often. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that uh, probably a song called Breath of Heaven, um, honestly, is my, uh, not just my favourite, but I think the, what, the song that most means most to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, a song that I, I actually wrote an original version of it. It's a, it's a ballad that I wrote many, many years ago uh, about my own personal struggle to see the uh, will of God or, or the workings of God in my own life um, and that the breath of heaven was this amazing sort of sense of God, of the presence of a real God that actually came into me and, and, and surrounded me with, with that sort of amazing feeling of like, it wasn't a feeling, it was a sense of a certainty that all the things that I actually thought I believed were true. Mm-hmm. And, um, and breath of heaven was, you know, a focus of that and, and as big, has become really a, um, a a real personal prayer for for um, millions since that point. And Amy heard when Amy Grant first heard it, she was really affected by it and said, "I'm going to do a Christmas version of this." And um, you know that that song, that version actually became uh, an iconic Christmas hit in America. It was um, you know it won various awards. And but you know I don't even. I don't really think about its success. I think more about how God has used it in individual people's lives, really, mm-hmm. in the last um, 20, 30 years since it's been written. So, uh, But I'm always, I'm always enjoying the next song and the next challenge. And um, as you know very well, that I'm actually married to an amazing singer, mm-hmm. uh, Abby, yeah. uh, Abby Eaton. And, um, we've spent a lot of time in the last couple of years developing her career as an artist. And we've... I've written a lot of stuff together and we're actually due to get back in the studio this winter and do another uh, set of songs for her as well. Um, and that keeps me on my toes, as you can imagine. <laughs> so um, it's, it's, it's brilliant. You know, I mean, obviously it's been very difficult in lockdown, uh, you know, for, for so many people. And I think we're all just about ready to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, especially at the Wolves. I mean, we haven't even mentioned that yet. Well, no, I mean, yeah, I know but, you're a massive Wolves yeah. fan. I know in, in the 25 years I spent working for them, uh, the number of things we yeah, were able to collaborate and then was absolutely fantastic. So it's been a, a, an interesting time on, uh, with the football world, with all the other interests. The fact that you're working with Cliff so heavily, as uh, still to this day, is, is absolutely brilliant. Where do we go to find out your work, uh, apart from just picking up the, you know, an album by Cliff? Because they're obviously there. But uh, uh, where, do, where do we go to find out more about you? Well, I mean, basically, most of my albums that I've done in the past, and I've, as an artist, I've, I've, I've recorded like four albums or five albums, I can't remember now, but over span, spanned my career <laughs> back to Vision is the name of the first album, which, to be honest, is one of the albums I'm probably most proud of because yeah. it had a big budget. It, we had a big record label involved. I was very, very um, privileged to work with in, some incredible L.A. musicians who've worked with Michael Jackson. And, you know, there were all the top musicians in the world at that time. And you can hear Vision, along with other albums of mine, Dare to Dream, Wonderful World, um, on Spotify or you know all of the platforms, they're there actually on Apple Music. Just just put in Chris Eaton and um, and it will and search Vision or search the albums and they'll all come up. And um, so and I think there's a there is a sort of um, alignment, a similarity to a degree with my voice and clips that a lot of people have said you know over the years. Although I don't I don't specifically try and sound like Cliff, but mm. there is a there is a correlation. I think it's probably one of the reasons why Cliff has recorded some of my songs because when I when I sing them, he's he can hear himself mm -hmm. singing them. Um, but uh, I mean, I've written you know as you know I've written musicals as well. So mm -hmm. there's various uh, different things that I've been involved in. But in terms of um, you know if people want to just hear uh, what's been on been on my heart or what sort of um, what's marked my career, I think the best way to do that is to is to listen to the songs on those albums. Mm -hmm. um, I'll, I'll point people to a specific songs like a song called Wonderful World, which was on my Wonderful World album. Um, I did my own version of Breath of Heaven. Um, I've got a load of Christmas stuff out on, on various Christmas <laughs> uh, and hymns. Uh, I've written a lot of hymns as well. Um, so it, it's all there, to be honest, Jason. It's like, it's one of those things. I haven't done an album recently. Um, as I say, I've been concentrating more on Abby singing because she's a much better singer and much prettier than I am <laughs> and uh, so you know it's uh, it just keeps me going but yeah I, I mean for anyone listening or watching this you know I just I just would want to encourage people to keep the faith and stay safe and stay um, at peace and uh, you know believing that we're all going to come out of this um, and, and some of the cleansing that I feel has happened through the lockdown is, is actually something that's you know, we can grab hold of and see positively, mm -hmm. um, you know, that maybe we have a bit more respect for one another. Um, you know, the whole thing that Black Lives Matter, when that came out and uh, the response that everyone gave to that was was amazing. I, mm -hmm. I think it's just helped clarify people's thoughts a little bit onto how valuable we are as yeah. humanity. Yeah, bringing us together and um, certainly, again, that's something that I think happens through your music as well. And uh, I know you appreciate the talents that you've got, but equally I know you're humble in the way in which you uh, apply them and you want to share with others and, and share in other people's talent too. Chris, you're a fantastic singer-songwriter and uh, I, everyone, I would urge them to go out and listen to music and be inspired. And thank you for joining us for a chat. Okay.
Obviously, due to COVID-19 and the coronavirus crisis, the Brood Music Festival this year and its biannual event has had to be postponed. It is all scheduled for 2021. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Angus Parker. Hello, sir. Good morning, Jason. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. I trust we find you well. Yes, yes. Um, better now than I was earlier in the year, but um, I've had this... Uh... I had this infection, unfortunately, but I've fully recovered. Which is the good news, and I mean, fortunately, so many people have. Uh, Sadly, those, uh, not everyone was quite so lucky, but uh, it's meant it's been a very serious uh, situation, as you appreciate, and obviously completely understand why the Brood Music Festival has had to be moved out. So we're now looking at uh, the same sort of time in July in 2021? We are. Um, Luckily, um, the girls on the committee... Uh, Dottie and Claire have managed to renegotiate uh, um, the contracts with uh, Scouting for Girls who have agreed to roll over. They're the headliners and um, they've agreed to roll over until next year. So um, it's going to be a, a great event and that's something that I know everyone's been looking forward to. Ticket sales have been absolutely fantastic, as they are every time. And I mean, it really does bring the community together. So to, yeah, to know that it's just uh, going to move things out slightly and it means that in future it'll, it'll be what on, on odd numbered years rather than even number years you know, heading forward. Yes, it will. Yeah. Um, it's going to be basically uh, the same as before. Mm-hmm. Um, all the supporting acts also have agreed to roll over till next year as well. Um, so it's the same lineup. Which, which is brilliant. Uh, so give, give us a full rundown then. Who are we expecting to see on uh, the whole weekend of events? So, and I don't right. expect to memorise all of it, but give us the flavour. <laughs> I'll do well to memorise it all. Um, the, um, the event obviously starts um, on the Thursday evening in the church, hopefully. Uh, where we we ring in the festival with the with the with the brood bell ringers and we'll have a uh, an evening of of culture mm-hmm. uh, yet to be decided so that'll be a surprise yeah. always very very good mm-hmm. um, and then on the Friday night same spec as before hopefully if uh, all the venues are open um, we will have uh, uh, different types of uh, music genre in each. Uh, licensed premises in and around uh, Brood Village. Mm-hmm. And then the main event is, of course, the Saturday. I've already mentioned we've got Scouting for Girls topping the bill, supported and ably supported by one of my favourite bands, uh, Dr. Feelgood, mm-hmm. who are still going 50 years on. Yeah. Um, and then lower, lower down the card, we've, we've got uh, uh, two other bands uh, supporting them. Um... The uh, the Sunday uh, as well, um, we we've sort of gone into a tribute festival on Sunday, mm-hmm. <laughs> where well, we've got uh, again um, we've got Coldplay coming, mm-hmm. uh, we've got um, the Manic Street Preachers, mm-hmm. uh, we've got a band called Thunderhammer. You can imagine what they do. Yeah, well, so, so to two clear tribute acts there we call Play and the Mannix, and then uh, Thunderhammer doing a, a range of uh, tracks uh, across the board, I'm going to guess, from that genre. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, heavy rock. Mm-hmm. So it's going, to appeal to, it's going to appeal to everybody, I think. Uh, we've got a cracking band that, that uh, unfortunately were invited, sorry, 
unfortunately couldn't get here two two years ago because mm -hmm. the drummer broke his foot. Um, so we've re-invited them. They're coming up from uh, down south. Uh, they're called the Darker My Horizon. Yeah. Look them up. I think you've already had a look at those, Jason, haven't you? I think, yeah, I think we did a, a, a bit of work with them a while ago, didn't we? I think we had a chat with them way, way back when. But, I mean, it's always an absolute <laughs> treat. And are you going to let me come and host again? Is that still okay for next year? Yes, absolutely. That's oh good. yes, uh, you've got uh, you've got uh, two two days to do if you can. I know. Well, they, they, it's going to be a busy one. I'm looking forward to that. It should be absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you know, it, it's it's been an honour to be involved in what's now been more than a decade. I think this is uh, would have been the completion of the uh, the full decade for me had it been on this year as right. uh, as yeah, well, anticipated. But I mean, it's yeah. it's always a, a fantastic event. Um, and there's so much more to it. It's about the music, but it's. It, I mean, everyone comes together. There's picnics. There's fun, and there's there's always something happening uh, as part of the whole festival, which really makes it special each year. It's it's a community uh, event, and um, we we first well, we first did this uh, back in uh, back in 2000. Uh, so uh, the last one would have been um, the ninth festival. Mm -hmm. or thereabouts, I think, if, if my uh, arithmetic is correct. Um, but um, the, the festival always um, is themed around the community. So, yes, there will be an opportunity uh, to bring your picnic along. Mm -hmm. There will be an opportunity to see uh, and, and uh, mix uh, COVID-19 permitting, of course, um, with with uh, other people that you haven't seen, it's a family orientated festival. Mm -hmm. uh, so we encourage the family to come from little ones, um, on, on more more so probably on the Sunday than the Saturday, because uh, the Saturday is a ticketed uh, event. Yeah. And if you buy, if incidentally, if you buy a ticket for the Saturday, you've, it's free entry for the Sunday. So w worth doing that way, and of course, tickets that have already been bought are carried over to the, uh, the, the, the rearranged dates, uh, but still tickets to be able to pick up now, because obviously the, the last big push on tickets is normally April, May into June to f sell out the last few. And because that didn't happen this year, because we already knew we weren't going to be in a position to uh, enjoy the event as normal this year. And uh, obviously there'll, there'll be an interesting uh, variation potentially on, on whatever the, uh, the current state of play is as far as uh, yeah, coronavirus goes next year. But touching wood, it should hopefully uh, all sort of come together and we can have a, a fantastic event as planned. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, obviously, we've got everything crossed. Um, it was so unfortunate that um, we didn't manage to, to get it on this year. That's, <clears throat> but um, the, uh, this in this... I don't know what what's it called the infection. Um, this COVID nineteen has hit everybody yeah. right across the you know, and it just wasn't possible. Um, but we're we're working towards it. We're we're up in the marketing. Tickets are available. Get on our website, uh, breedmusicfestival.com. It'll take you to um, an Eventbrite site where you can purchase your tickets. All the terms and conditions are on there. All the bands that will be appearing will be on there. And um, you know, we just we are so looking forward to next year. Now it's given us another a new focus on uh, on what we're going to be doing. Um, there's going to be other things as well throughout the weekend uh, within uh, the festival site. There's going to be uh, some pop-up stages mm -hmm. where people can 
perform to the crowd whilst the, the main bands are changing over, uh, that kind of thing. So, um, and there'll also be a, a music tent where people can pick up an instrument, drums, guitars, pianos, keyboards, brass instruments, whatever, and have a play, and, and, uh, which was highly successful last time. Well, it's going to be an absolutely brilliant event. Biannual Brood Music Festival 2021 is the rearranged date. All coming up in July. Full details, broodmusicfestival.com. Angus Parker, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. All the best. And uh, we will. if I don't see you before, I'll see you next year. But we, you and I will probably uh, we'll probably uh, meet one another in the, in the near future. We should be due for a catch-up at any time, and the rest of the gang too, because uh, it's always yeah. good to, to see what's happening. Again, Angus, thanks again for joining us. Thank you, Jason. Thank you. Sue Cressman is an entrepreneur, a singer, and survivor, and she joins me now for a chat. Hello. Hello, Jason. Now, uh, we both hail from Will and Hall, and uh, you have uh, taken more of an international uh, journey through your life than I have on the grounds that I'm, I'm not a million miles away from Will and Hall now, but you have been halfway across the world for your career, haven't you? Well, a little, yes. I mean, many, many years ago, I used to lecture in the United States, um, and what we're going to be talking about a, a little later, an international song. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, I mean, because you're, you're an entrepreneur, and obviously the whole um, uh, coronavirus pandemic has been a difficult time for everybody. Uh, as far as uh, business goes, it's it's been a real uh, problem, because obviously, I mean, business is there to help us all live, and at the minute, with uh, the way things were during lockdown and trying to emerge from that, it's not been a simple time. And I think you've seen that in your work as well. Oh, goodness. Um, hospitality. We own the hotel, and the only thing that is actually open at the moment is our golf club. Mm -hmm. um, I feel that we've been a bit abandoned, really, because with the hospitality and entertainment uh, industry, particularly we do weddings. Now, let me tell you, Jason, this year we had 75 weddings. And the majority of them have had to be postponed or cancelled. And I think the worst thing was last weekend when we had a, a lovely lady who was getting married and thought that she could have 30 of her family with her to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And sadly, the Prime Minister said, I'm sorry, we can't. And that was the day before. It was really upsetting. And it's heartbreaking for someone who's really planned their special day. Mm -hmm. They wanted 50 or 60 people originally, but uh, they in actual fact just went back home after the ceremony. It was just so tragic, really. Yeah, and obviously safety has to come first, which is the reason situations are happening, but it doesn't help us from a mental health point of view and you know, making sure that life is uh, enjoyable and, and the work that we put into things is worthwhile and uh, obviously with the uh, facilities that you've got on your site it's not, uh, not easy maintaining these things without the income they normally generate and when you're creating something for people to enjoy and you're so successful at it, uh, it, it it's not, uh, not an easy one. You know why it's happening, but it doesn't help, does it, really, in many ways? And, of course, it's the staff, too. I mean, they haven't worked since March. And uh, the staff, you know, I have no idea what's going to happen when we all come back because we don't know how many people will turn up. And I'll give you a, for instance, here, Jason. 
when it comes to Christmas, we are normally blocked out with people. We are absolutely full. And sadly, we are not allowed to know at this moment in time, because the regulations don't tell us, how many tickets we can sell to various mm -hmm. functions. And that is really the worry, because how can you sell tickets to an event when in actual fact we don't know how many people we can have? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it, it, it's been a struggle. Yeah, I mean, the situation we find ourselves in, uh, I mean, governments don't know, no one knows what, what is going to happen next to direction this will take, and everyone's sort of fumbling through to, together to, to see what we can and can't do, and uh, we don't want to push things too far and cause this nasty second wave everyone talks about uh, oh, yeah. before we even get rid of the first one. So, you know, it, it's, it's not an easy time. But, I mean, you've been through difficult times yourself physically in the past as well. And uh, one of the things that brought you back to the UK uh, was, was sadly a cancer diagnosis, but uh, you've battled through that and uh, you know, maintaining your health and through the work that was done with, the, with you and the NHS. Uh, this led to the, the, the single, which uh, uh, we, we, we absolutely have to talk about. It's a wonderful piece of music with such spirit behind it as well. Yeah, of course, I'll tell you exactly how it was all planned out. But I've, I've actually had breast cancer twice in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and would you believe <laughs> I've had a technical broken neck twice too. And I must see, do things double, I think. <laughs> But, you know, I've always tried to keep cheery and optimistic and very positive. And um, when I got over it, uh, I was very young the first time and had 10 months in a hospice, which was pretty daunting. Mm -hmm. The second time, Jason, was seven years ago. And I thought, if I can survive the first time, I'm damn sure I'm going to do that again. So I set myself a goal that I was going to get through each day. And, you know, I was lucky this time because I didn't lose my hair. Um, I didn't have to have the chemotherapy. They were allowed to uh, do an operation, which was a full mastectomy, which for a woman is very upsetting. But I was able to have a, a reconstruction. And my husband, who went through the second uh, phase of this breast cancer seven years ago with me, um, he was always so very supportive and I think that's very important that people have someone that they can, whether it's a sister, a brother, a husband, someone that they can rely on and it, it's very important just even to chat and they can also chat of course to the wonderful nurses that we have. Mm -hmm. which uh, brings me on to a, a, another thing I know that you want to talk about. But I'd better tell you the background of that, if I may. Um, I was given the great honour about two years ago to sing in a choir for the royal wedding. Mm -hmm. And I always had a secret love of singing. And funnily enough, for the audition, I sang Secret Love uh, from Calamity Jane. Um, and it was really strange that a friend of mine just said, all we need to is your story about your health issues because this special choir is being put together and they've all got to have either serious health issues, mental health issues, or being injured in conflict. Well, I thought, goodness, this is going to be a really special choir, so I thought I would lend a hand. What she didn't ask me is if I could sing. <laughs> and uh, when I went along, it was like a bit of an X Factor audition. But uh, we sang on the one show live from Windsor. 
what an honor. We made a single. I was on live news many times. It, it really was such a great honor to work with Prince Harry. Well, we didn't actually meet him, but we knew that it was all going to be for him mm. and his lovely bride, Meghan. Yeah, and uh, I mean, they, they stay in everybody's hearts and they may not be living in the UK now due to more, more than they need uh, as far as hassle goes. Yeah, we've lost our prince, but hey, you know, he's, he's got to do what a human being does and protect himself and his family. Mm -hmm. I'm sure so, we'll see them back on these shores in the, in the future at some point. However, obviously, you know, this, this, the, the work that you did there spurred you on to the, the single. And tell us a, a bit about that, because we, we're going to take a listen to it in a short while's time. Yeah, well, when I'd finished with the choir, although the choir's still going, uh, and I'm still involved on the cusp of that, uh, I was asked by a friend of mine, would you like to do something else, Sue? And I said, well, yes, I really would love to do something for breast cancer. I said, I've always raised funds for breast cancer mm -hmm. for many, many years, and I'd love to do a single. Do you know someone who would write the lyrics then? And of course... Because my husband had been so supportive, and he's very good and very poetic, I said, would you be able to write a few verses, do you think? Uh, with putting a few words in like courage, hope, a long road ahead, and you know, you've got to keep on going and don't let a diagnosis get, no, diagnosis get you down. So um, he did that, and he came up with some words, and then of course we needed to find someone who would write some, uh, some music. So we got the lyrics, we talked to a few people, and because we have a golf course, we have some very famous golfers come <laughs> to see us. And a, a, a chap called Guy Barnes, whose father, if anybody plays golf, will know, uh, sadly no longer with us, Brian Barnes, uh, who actually um, did win twice the in the Ryder Cup. He uh, actually won two rounds in the Ryder Cup with Jack Nicklaus. So yes, very famous chap. But his son was a songwriter, mm -hmm. sent him the words. Within an hour and a half, he got a melody. <laughs> you know, I, I went down to his recording studio, not thinking it was me that was going to be singing it originally, but then, you know, we, we had it listened to by a few people, particularly Dave Essex's um, music uh, director. Mm -hmm. He was also the music director for Elaine Page, so he got a great pedigree, and he said, I'd like to put a backing track on this, which he did. And then the song, which is called Survive, was born. Well, and, uh, I, I say it's, 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 it's all part of the way in which you, you, your story goes. I love listening to you because there are so many things interconnected. And it's almost like there's some sort of path which, you, which is taking you through all of this that you don't know about. You're quite happy following and you use your skills and talents to get you through. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's an amazing story, even down to, you know, having the neck problems twice. You know, it's uh, the way you've sort of battled through, not let any of this get you down, kept going, and then just go on to inspire others through, through the work that you do. And, of course, raising funds for breast cancer research at the same time. So, you know, I'm wildly impressed with what you're doing. We're going to take a listen to the single now. Before we do, though, where do we find out more about you? The, uh, the Obviously, the hotel and golf course. And uh, also, uh, how do we raise funds? Well, um, the hotel that we own is called Nailcote Hall. And we're in Warwickshire. We're not open yet. We're going to open, hopefully, on the 24th of August. But we are open for golf. 
So that's in Warwickshire, Nailcode Hall. And my song, Survive, which now, with the words, will also help the COVID pandemic, because it's got a lot of words that are relating to that too, which has become very popular. And that's Survive. It's on iTunes. It's on uh, all the very big on Spotify, you know, Amazon Music. But there's also a dance mix. So if you want to see the videos of that, and also on iTunes, it's on YouTube. So just look for Sue Cressman and Survive and you will get those details there. And your own personal web space as well? SueCressman.com Well Sue, great speaking to you. Thank you for joining us. Keep up the good work. We're going to enjoy the song and uh, we look forward to hearing so much more from you in the future. Keep well.
Josh Griffiths from JJR Films and Vlogs has been busy working hard on several scripts during the lockdown period and is starting to break out into the real world of recording again. He joins me now for a chat. Hello. Hello. How are we doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. Now, as you know, you're always busy, whether it's creating something for the, uh, the small, medium and large screens or writing something to be prepared for such at a later date. And you've been working on several projects at the moment, including music videos and several features. Yeah. All sorts, keeping busy, got to do something. <laughs> so give us the line-up then, what's happening? Um, well, my main scripts at the minute that I'm working on, well, I've finished, are Michael Parker, which is like this going to be this British gangster sort of film. We're going to try and copy almost lock, stock, two cooking barrels and that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be good fun. And then the other one I've just finished writing and starting to cast and actually got a location and stuff starting to be sorted is actually a horror film called He's Watching You. Okay, so... I know you like your violence when you... Oh, not real violence, obviously fake violence. Um, oh, yeah. And also, horror is a bit of a thing. So uh, it's, it's, it, you're going to have a great time with all of that. And it, has, has there been any inspirations? They're not virus movies, are they, I hope? No, not really. Okay, that's good. <laughs> so you've taken your inspiration elsewhere other than real life. And uh, yeah. uh, it, it is that sort of creativity which you get a chance when you're sitting down. And there's very little else you can do because you your teaching opportunities uh, were off for several months. Um, and yeah. I mean, that, that sort of thing has slowed down your, your usual outlet. So having a chance to uh, do some socially distanced filming recently and get back to the writing must have been good fun. It has been. It's been absolutely brilliant. And I mean, to be fair, it's like um, Shakespeare, during lockdown, wrote some of his best plays. Mm-hmm. So that's what I've done. I've thought, you know what, I've got the time, I've got nothing to do. Let's write the next five years' worth of films, ready? And then it gives you a chance to, uh, uh, to, to work on them. And I know you like going back to things, and you've done sequels, because in some way you want to revisit a story and maybe work on it in a slightly different way. And uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Th- I mean that's that allows you to have the the chance as well that you've got these under your belt and you'll be thinking about stuff and knowing you you'll be doing little rewrites and tweaks as you head towards production. Oh, most definitely. Every single day, to be fair, normally about a month before the actual filming starts, I'm rereading the script and changing bits and adding bits and adding scenes and. I'd never stop. Even on set, I'm sat there changing things, going, I'll oh, just say this in a different way. Yeah. Well, let's just do this instead. And it's, it's working with the talent that you've got, your on-screen uh, actors and uh, what they're doing, that can actually make and shape things. And uh, it, by, by t- tweaking that and getting the best out of somebody, you know where you're going to go with the whole uh, plot and storyline. But what has it been oh. like working under social distancing? Because you've actually done some filming since the lockdown has started to ease. Yeah, um, this is not one of my films. It's actually an American web series that I've been casting. Mm-hmm. So I'll get to be an action evil evil guy again called Preston. Yeah, I like playing the bad guys. <laughs> um, it was weird to start with because obviously everyone's in masks, everyone's got gloves on, everyone's wiping down equipment. And like we give given a gun, I'm using a gun, and it's like, that's yours now, don't give it anyone else. Mm-hmm. If you want to wipe it, here's some antiseptic wipes. So it's it's weird to start with. And obviously having a conversation with someone next to you, you sort of sat two metres apart, whereas on screen it won't look like that. But it was actually not that bad. You got into it, everyone was being safe. It was it was nice to actually get doing something outside of the four walls that I've been stuck in. Yeah, so uh, it makes a change, but as long as everyone's uh, behaving in such a way as it's safe, uh, that uh, yeah, you know, safe. It, it makes it uh, a good experience for all. And it brings some new material out, because... Uh, uh, I mean, TV is obviously going to start to struggle. We've already seen the soaps either dropping off air or changing drastically the yeah. way they're working. 
and uh, you know it's it's uh, uh, that creativity that sort of kept people going as well and uh, obviously I think it's been good for independent filmmakers like yourself because it means people have dipped into more areas that they maybe wouldn't have got to before because there was the mainstream to uh, to, to watch so uh, where do people go to if they do want to see some of your uh, work that is available now and uh, of course keep track of things that are going to come in the future yeah well you can obviously go on youtube where i upload a lot of my films when they're not in festivals and stuff which is jgr films and vlogs with two g's because mm -hmm. a lot to be different and then obviously find me on social media instagram twitter and um, facebook under just joshua griffiths or at twitter it's um, at josh joshua g 98 so you can uh, see the work there, but drop in. And because the other good thing is you've been able to share some pictures uh, from around the sets that you've been working on as well. So there's some interesting yeah. behind the scenes stuff when you're allowed to do it. Yep. Well, Josh, always good to speak to you. Thanks for the catch up. We will meet up in real life soon and uh, we will. We'll, we'll see what else is going on the rest of your work. But keep up what you're doing and we look forward to hearing from you in the near future. Thank you and you. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Back with episode 582 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.